All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome again to the Fantasy Freaking Football Podcast. You've got, obviously, I'm Julian. Who else we got here? Brandon, let him know. Lavi Lav, what do you do? And James, uh, he may be in and out. His audio is very poor. He was out in public and at the bar. Not a good place for a podcast. But this is the fantasy freaking football. Tell him, baby. Fantasy freaking football podcast. This week, we're giving you guys the business. Uh, we had somebody reach out to us in the comments and ask us, can you tell us about your guys' draft strategy? That's what we're here for. We're here for you. So we're speak draft strategy this week. Yo. So, so draft strategy, Brandon, if there's one rule you could have above the rest, what is it? That one rule, right? We're talking about draft strategies for, for fantasy football. You want to think about numbers. You want to think about points, right? You always wait on quarterback unless it's somebody that's somebody that's extremely the tier one. My draft strategy is always to wait for quarterback, especially if they're going to be the run of the mill quarterback that's going to get you the typical points that you're in a quarterback. You always wait for quarterback. Hey, that's a very good one. That's a very good one. Uh, so, so you know what? Uh, let's let's get the the business side of it out of the way. So th- these are our personal strategies, but. Uh, what what's most important above what what we think even is know the rules of your league. That's got to be first and foremost for everybody. If you're in a standard league or a standard rules league, if you're in a full point PPR league, a half point PPR league, a league with special rules, a two quarterback league. Uh, Brandon, I've been in a, a league together for years and years now. And this year, the time I'm switching up, making it two flexes. So it's not a super flex. Can you use a quarterback? It's a running back, wide receiver, or tight end. And we've had one, but now they're talking about making it two. I like it. A couple of years ago, we lowered the bench spots. The conversation should we lower the bench spots again? So there's more available on the waiver wire. Well, now the conversation is let's keep what we have, but we play one more person each week. I'm a fan of that, but maybe you're not. People feel differently about it. But regardless, know the rules of your league. Nothing yes, can because, be more paramount. Because when it, when it comes to draft strategies, knowing the rules of your league could be something as simple as who would you take number one overall, for example? Would it be Christian McCaffrey or Derrick Henry in regards to a PPR and just a regular standard league? Derrick Henry, I would take him all day in a standard league. PPR, I would definitely take Chris McCaffrey just because right. of his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. So Julian is definitely right. You have to know. It's very critical to know the rules of your league or you will, or you will suffer or you would have somebody who's just did a little more studying than you that might might get the upper hand just because they know something as simple as the rule book better than you. Yeah. It's it's something that we all have have the ability to know. We all can know the rules. So know your rules. Secondly, uh this is something that's very important to me if you have a league that you're in consistently. Now if you're going to a new league this year, probably won't apply to you or if it's just an online league you don't even know who you're in there with, probably won't apply to you as well. But whenever possible, Know the players in your league. Know their tendencies. So, again, Brandon and I have been in the league together. James and I have been in this same league that Brandon and I are in together for years and years now. And we know what each other will do. Uh, Of course, we know that we know. So we're always going to try to throw a little (laughs) little curveball here and there. Uh, Like, yeah, you didn't think I was going to do that, did you? So I took him around early. Yeah, so so Uh, 
So, so for example, sorry to cut you off, Gina, but, no, you good, but, 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 but for example, you have, you have what I like to call the Homer and the Homer is going to be the person that their favorite team, whether it be NFL or college, if it's their NFL team, they're going to draft all the players on the NFL team. If it's a college team, they're going to take all the players from their particular college team. These are the people that you love to have in your league, unless whatever team that they're rooting for has a bunch of good players, but nevertheless, you can always count on that person to be a Homer and draft depending on i like to call that draft strategy drafting with your heart and not your head yes and one of my rules i have written down is draft with your head and not your heart exactly so uh going into that a little bit deeper i'm a big cleveland browns fan i i learned the hard way i kind of want to stay away from browns players if the browns win on sunday and fantasy loses i'm actually happy because the, the browns mean more to me but man, do I love fans football. And this is like my team. So I'm competitive. I have some say in who I'm playing each week. So uh, if, if the choice is Nick Chubb or Zeke, and I'm in that maybe seventh spot. So we're, we're number seven overall. And is, is it Chubb or is it Zeke? My heart tells me go Chubb. My head tells me you need to stay away from that and go Zeke. Simply because I, one, I think, uh, I think Zeke has a better offensive line. I think Zeke doesn't have a Kareem Hunt sit, standing behind him. And also, when I watch my Browns play, I want to be happy when anybody scores. I want to be happy if if Baker rolls around and runs it in. I want to be happy if Jarvis Landry catches it. I want to be happy if Austin Hooper, David Njoku, OBJ, if anybody. I want to be happy if they sit Nick Chubb all day, if we still get a win. I want to be happy with that too. So, so n- know that those things... Fantasy football can affect your 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 fandom if you are a hardcore fan of a team, yes, like I definitely. am for Browns. So, so, so through yeah, through bad experience, uh, don't don't let it. Just don't let it. There are plenty of players out there to take. Yeah, and, and you and you and you also don't want to put yourself in a position where you are um, starting to pay. You know, if, if it's okay to have fandom, just like just like Julian said, it's it's perfectly okay to have fandom, but you don't want to put yourself in a position to where you're you're starting to choose to pick all all your favorite players from one team. So now you're watching your team, and like Julian said, like you don't want this person to score. You're scared about that person, but you always want to go. You always want to come to the draft with a pen and a pad, right? Take your players, stick to it, stick to your draft. Don't veer off course, all right? Real. Real GMs and, you know, I know fantasy football is a fantasy and that's fine, but but you still want to have some level of strategy when you're picking players and you want to stick to your game plan. You don't ever want to deviate from your game plan because you get emotional and you get there and you see that one player from your favorite team that's sitting there that you didn't think want to be there. So it's going to make it easier for you to root for your fantasy football team. No, stick with your draft strategy, figure out what strategy works best for you. And also you have to be able to change up your strategy because you, you, because you if, if you get the seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth pick, you cannot predict what all those people before you are going to do. You have absolutely no idea. So, so you have to be flexible, be able to think on the fly. Don't get flustered whenever you have the top three or four guys that you want in the first round get taken before you. Don't, don't, don't fluster. I'll always have a really good, solid draft board. Do not come into the draft and wing it. Yes. Uh, pr- preparation and not the H. Yes. Preparation <laughs> is key. Come up with that list yes. and stick to that list. And understand. So if you have somebody ranked eighth overall, and and but you get you get yourself in the second round, and that person you had eighth overall, 
is still available, but you went, say you had the, you, you, you had eighth, somebody, maybe had Travis Kelsey is number seven. And then you had Aaron Jones, eighth overall. Now you're, you're drafting the second round and, and Travis Kelsey is still there, but you're like, I didn't want to take a tight end this early. Stick to your script, stick to yep. the board. You, you rank them that way for a reason. And even if you say you're not doing the work, you just took off of somewhere that those people, these are people that are dedicating time day in and day out of fantasy football. They rank them for a reason. Yes. And now you're going to come across a lot of different rankings. So if you are in a league that matters to you, whether that's just competitive edge, just talk smack to, to your friends, whether it's money, I would say, look at multitude of rankings and come up with your own. See yeah. what, and especially, I mean, maybe go with the, the first three rounds, the first 36, maybe the first 50 players, they say in that order. Sure. But, but you got to think about it. That's in a, a typical 12 person, 12 team league, 50 players. That's only four rounds plus two. So you still got a lot of players to go. Yeah. So you, and, 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 and on top of that, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to trust your draft board and take your guy because you're going to be in a situation where you're going to have the hecklers out there. You know, James is James, who's not with us tonight, but he was partially with us. He's a heckler. No matter what your pick is, you're going to have that guy that's going to question every pick that you do. So you don't want to ever draft your team based upon what people are going to think. Right. You want to you want to go into the season in the beginning, in the beginning of any league confident in your picks and being like, I picked everybody that I wanted. I didn't pick based upon where I thought players should go. I picked based upon the players that I wanted. And there, there's there's a healthy balance that you have to have between reaching for players and, and drafting the guys you want. So so if you have a set hierarchy or a list set up of guys that you want, take the guys that you want. Right. Take the guys that you want, because that that's ultimately going to make you happier as far as selling for somebody, because you think, oh, this person is supposed to go into the fourth round. I took this person in the third round. So I feel like everybody's going to talk trash to me and make me feel like crap. So what I'm not going to do, I'm going to wait in hopes that that player is going to be there. Like, no, take your guy. Don't expect somebody to fall to you. Yeah. Take your guy. Do not expect it. Yeah. If, if your guy is, uh, I I don't know, say, say Josh Jacobs, you're, you're, you're Vegas person through and through. You finally got a team. You want Josh Jacobs more than anything. And you think he's supposed to go in the third, uh, but, but you're in pick in the middle of the third, you've got sixth, pick maybe you got the eighth pick so he's gonna come to you at the end you're i don't know if he'll be there so you take him in the second around early is not too much of a reach if they if 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 it means making you happy with your team it's not too bad and if you are a vegas guy as julian pointed out and you want to take josh jacobs make sure you're taking josh jacobs because you feel like he's a solid back that's going to produce for your fantasy team not your nfl team you 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 have to keep that in mind you have to be able to separate you have to be able to separate the two or, or you're always going to put yourself in a position to where once again, you're drafting what your heart and not your head. Correct. So I would not advise uh, just going with the person that you want, especially reaching, uh, reaching even one round is probably too much when it comes to the first three rounds. It probably is. If they're, if they're ranked a top, a third round pick, you probably shouldn't take them in the second. And that's just truthful because the talent in the first two rounds are so far ahead of everything else in the league. It's if if you get a if you get an injury from somebody from the first second round, your season is in jeopardy. 
Yeah, big time. Let alone, and so the first four, the first four rounds are the meat and potatoes. They're the meat and potatoes. Your whole team rounds five through eight. That's the gravy. But rounds one through four is the meat and potatoes. That that's what you're eating, eating, eating every week. Rounds one one through four. And 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 on and on top of those first three rounds, like my hugest, like my biggest strategy is always going to be running back, running back, running back. Because at that time, those running backs are going to be selling like hotcakes. Everybody's going to be stashing running backs. Everybody's going to be trying to get two starting running backs and at least one in the flex and in a backup for bye weeks. Like that's going to be everybody's mantra because you're going to be able to wait unless you're able to get one of the premier tight ends, one of the premier wide receivers, like one of the, like, like, you know, the Lamar Jackson type that's going to be able to contribute rushing yards on top of passing yards, goal line situations, things like that. You, you're, you're going to have to wait for quarterbacks. You have to wait for wide receivers unless, you know, you get a you, like you get one of the premier top wide receivers in, in like the second round or so. But but for the most part, everybody's draft strategy should be running backs. It's like typically the people that has the most running backs are, are typically going to always put themselves in a position to win every week just because the lack of dependence that a running back has on so many other factors that go right in a game. So, you know, the running back is only dependent on the offensive line. A wide receiver has to depend on the play call, the down, the quarterback, the wide receiver catching the ball, running the right route. There's, there's so many options that the wide receiver has to depend on versus the running back. You just hand it off. The offensive line is good. The offensive line is not good. You got the Christian McCaffrey. You got the, you know, you got the PPR backs that can catch out of the backfield. There, there, there there's so much, there's so many less variables you have to worry about with a running back than any other position. That's why they're always going to hold the most value. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so the, the moral of all that is don't reach. Simply don't reach, especially when it comes to the first, I'll say the first four rounds specifically. Yeah. Do not reach. Don't, don't tip. People are going to do it. That's why I said, if you're, if you are in love with Josh Jacobs and it makes it easier for you and to you, like, uh, you don't really care if you league, or if you win your league, you just want to have fun with it. There are people out there that just want to have fun with it. So, so, go a one round early in the first four and take who you want. Sure. But for all those that are listening that actually really want to win their league this year, do not reach at all in the first four rounds, take who you have ranked and then whatever scheme you have. So in the first four rounds, you should have, this is draft strategy talk. Now coming out of round four, you should have at least two running backs and two wide receivers or three running backs and one premier wide receiver. Yes. That's what you should have with the exception of Kelsey or Patrick Mahomes. Other or than Kittle. that, see, uh, uh, other than that. And then, so we'll speak about uh, Kittle and Darren Waller. Uh, so do you, th- you put Kittle above Darren Waller, Brandon? Um, I think, I think the one wide receiver, uh, uh, well, tight end wise, I mean, the, the only wide receiver that I feel like is in the same tier with Kelsey is going to be Kittle. I don't think Waller's there just because I feel like uh, Waller um, still he he get fantasy points, but he he isn't proven that I would take him where I would take uh, Travis Kelsey or George Kittle. OK, so to me, I'm not I'm not paying a first round draft pick for any tight end. Ever. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like, like the the, the only person like that that came close a couple years was like Gronk. Like, oh yeah, yeah, like, absolutely, yeah. End of the first but, but, but Gronk, that, back in those yeah. days, sure. Yeah. But but even then, I I never took Gronk in the first. I, I I always passed on him. 
Yeah. I'm not willing to give a first round pick to a tight end. And that's something I live by. I would give a second round pick to Travis Kelsey. If he fell to me in the second, especially if I'm middle second or late second, if I'm late yeah. second and he late fell second, all, yes. all the way to me, absolutely. I don't see him. Anybody, everybody listening out there. I don't, he's not 99% of your leagues. He's not gonna be there late in second. And by late, I mean the last three picks. So if you pick one, two or three, even four, the last four picks, the second, he won't be around. I'm 99% sure. But if for some reason you have that fourth pick and he follows you, scoop him up there. Yeah. Now, now Kittle. Uh, so Kittle and Waller, I personally rank Waller above Kittle, but I would, I would not touch either of them until fourth or fifth. And then Patrick Mahomes, I would take, I would take end of the third begin early fourth. I'd probably take early fourth, but if I have a late fourth pick, I may early third grab him up, you know, something, something like that, but, but I'm not going to reach for him anyway. Quarterback, there's so many opportunities. Don't reach for Mahomes. Honestly, if he falls to me somewhere in the fourth, probably willing to take him. Uh, I I take him anywhere in the fourth if he fell to me, but Kelsey only going to take him. If he falls to me in the second and Darren Waller and George Kittle, honestly, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes over them. So I'm not looking at them until the fifth round. Yeah. And, 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 and on top of that too, like you, you have to, you always have to put yourself in a position to where you, you know, the value of each players and you know, the people just like Julian said, or you have to know who you're drafting with because you're going to have those reachers. That's going to set a trend because a trend is always going to start whenever quarterbacks go and defense go, that's always going to scare everybody. And, and everybody's going to start to follow suit. So, so, so you have to be able to, like I said earlier, to adjust your game plan on the fly if you have a quarterback or you have a defense and such that you think is going to go. So defenses are probably going to go a little later, but you're, but you're still going to have somebody that's going to start that chain reaction because everybody's going to be running back happy, trying to, you know, shore up wide receivers in their bench. And then they're going to see that first defense go. And everybody's gonna panic. <gasps> yeah, every, every, everybody's gonna panic. And the next thing you no, know, I thought I had flying. three more rounds. Yeah, exactly. The defense is gonna start flying off the board. And it's the same way with quarterbacks. Same way with quarterbacks that you know, the Lamar Jacksons and the Patrick Mahomes are gonna go first, and 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 then it's gonna be a waiting period. So once you start to see the Aaron Rodgers fly off the board, Russell Wilson, off. yeah, Colin Murray with Sean Watson, everybody's gonna be like, oh crap, quarterbacks are flying. I got, I got, I got to nab one. So you have to be in a position where you know and always have a backup plan. Always have a backup plan. Let's just say you decide Colin Murray is my guy. I want to rob Colin Murray. You have to have somebody else that 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 if you're willing to wait that late. And, and it is a risk because you never know when that person is going to set off the train reaction and it goes back to knowing the people that you draft with. But you ha- you have to have a backup suitor at quarterback that you're going to be comfortable. Hey, I can roll into this fantasy season with this quarterback and I'm, I'll be fine. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, something I, I feel passionate about is you need to, you need to know what you're going to do ahead of time. So if you see a trend starting, like, okay, I've got the – I've got the 10th picks. I got the 10th out of 12 picks and we're in round five. And all of a sudden, so only Patrick Mahomes went all of a sudden in the fifth round, Josh Allen goes, Lamar Jackson goes, Kyler Murray goes, uh, Russell Wilson, uh, Aaron Rodgers, and they all start going, but you, you need to have tiers. Like, okay. So if I have this tier in the last one in this tier for me is Aaron Rodgers, but he goes before you. Don't take a quarterback then. Don't do it. Wait, 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 wait. wait. 
So say that tier of tight ends we mentioned, there's only, there are only three. It's Kelsey for me, Waller, and then Kittle, Brandon Kittle, then Waller, but still it's three people. That's it. And say, okay, I'm willing to invest a tight end pick in the fifth round. None of them were there in the fifth round. I get another running back or, or, or the quarterback trend started. That's when I grab my quarterback because I see there are only two left that, that I like in this top tier. Then I'll take one then, or the, I'm, I see, you know what? There's just so much talent out there. There's still third round talent on the board. According to my list, there's still somebody ranked number 34 overall. And I'm in the fifth round. Stick to your list. You, you, you put the time in right now. If you're listening to this, if you're watching this on YouTube, you care about your draft. Therefore, you are putting the time in when it comes draft day, when this stuff really actually matters, follow what you got. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You you always have to stick to the script. Trust yourself. Number one rule of thumb for me is always stick with ones. So like how Julian was saying, like, if you have a number 34 overall, that's probably going to be a one in whatever yeah. position that's that you're trying to draft. Yeah. And, and, and that person's there. You take them because you always want to play the odds. Hedge, hedge your bets and always, always try to have a number one on your team, whether it's a number one wide receiver, number one running back, because you want to play the odds of th- the chances of this person getting the ball is going to be higher than the the other wide receivers on the depth chart or other other running backs on the depth chart. So you always want to, if, if you can get a number one at any position, you always get a number one, whether it be a tight end wide receiver running back, you always try to get ones because that's ultimately going to increase the chances of them receiving the ball, which is going to, you know, be a, be a positive impact on, on your fantasy team. Another big strategy point I have, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. Don't be married to your picks especially after round eight round eight with the exception of your kicker, your special team, and maybe you're still waiting on quarterback. I I did a couple mock drafts this week and I took quarterback in the 10th, 11th. I didn't take my tight end until the 15th round, the very final round. And I was still happy with him. I got got Gronk in the 15th. Uh, I got Irv Smith from uh, the Vikings, the 15th. I got Dallas Goddard one time in the 14th. So tight ends are going to come to you. And the thing is, you only need one. I looked at a statistic today and only one of the top eight drafted quarterback or tight ends, excuse me, last year outperformed where they were drafted, which means there are going to be some people you don't expect waiver wire pickups. Yes. That you will play on tight end. It's always a factor. Always do not be married to your picks. I will will not. I, I can tell you right now. I'm in at least four leagues off the top of my head. None of these leagues am I going to invest a top four, uh, uh, one of my four first-round picks in a tight end. I'm just not going to because I'm not going to get Kelsey at the end of round two, and I'm not going to, and I don't want to put invest in anybody else in rounds three or four. So I'm probably not going to get one of these guys. Therefore, I'm going to wait all the way until the end because what will probably happen if that guy that I pick up is no good. I'm going to drop him and there's always another one. And then I might drop that guy. And then there'll always be another one. And then t- maybe you find out that uh, maybe you find out that, that the bucks uh, OJ Howard is going to be the guy now. And Gronk is taking a back seat. Nobody's drafting OJ Howard. You maybe you find out the guy from the Panthers, it, maybe David Njoku from the Browns finally steps up. He was a first round pick years ago. Maybe Austin Hooper, it just balls out and Baker Mayfield and him have a connection. And these are just things off the top of my head, obviously being a bit of a homer with those names, but, but, but you get my point is p- 
people aren't drafting those names, but they're good tight ends and they can yeah. put up yeah. numbers. And, and, and Julian, I thousand percent agree with not being married to your picks, because if you're married to your picks and, and you reach on picks, it's going to make it so hard for you to come to terms with this player is just not going to produce for me. Like, it's, yeah. it's like, 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 like your patience extends so much more when you reach for draft picks. So that's why you have to put yourself in a position to where, just like Julian said, if you're not getting one of those premier tight ends, wait, because it would because if you spend the draft capital to take a tight end too early, I'm telling you, mentally in your mind, you're, you're going to be like, I cannot cut this player loose on the waiver wire that I drafted in the fourth. Then you're going to play the numbers game with your mind and say, I drafted this player in the fourth round. That that yeah. number is going to be stuck in your head. And you're like, I can't let him go because I drafted him so high. Somebody else is going to pick him up. He's going to do well. Opposed to like, hey, I got him for next to nothing. Doesn't really matter if I cut him, pick him up, try, try the next guy. So, so my thing is the first seven rounds for sure, I'm, I'm trying to hit home runs. I'm really trying to hit home runs in the eighth round. I would love to find a guy that I think I can hit home runs with as well. After that, I'm looking for upside and doom, doom, doom opportunity. Yes. I'm looking for upside and opportunity come round eight and beyond. Of course, I'm looking for a defense and a kicker. And, and truthfully, I may be looking for quarterback and tight end that late but yeah. if, if 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 i'm set one through eight now i've got nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen seven more rounds let's take the kicker and the defense out five rounds so if you don't if you're, you're nervous about the tight end position you're nervous about the quarterback position you can take two of each then you still can grab another running back or wide receiver I, I, honestly I, I would have gone running back heavy if i'm going that strategy at up there i probably would have went running back heavy so i'll grab another late wide receiver so you can get marvin jones who's the number two in jacksonville who'll probably put up really good numbers I, that late you know there are a lot of people going late like that uh, antonio brown might put up numbers who knows that there are uh, there are a ton of people that could that are definitely available after round eight especially wide receiver wise and you may get a, maybe there's a running back that you feel confident about but quarterbacks that late man, so many. Don't sleep on Ryan Tannehill. Don't sleep on Trevor Lawrence. Matthew Stafford, dude. That was the those are the next two words out of my mouth. Don't sleep on Matthew Stafford, man. I, I read something today. Sean McVay is bigging him up, and Sean McVay is an offensive mastermind. Matthew Stafford, he may be a be a top eight quarterback this year in fantasy. Yeah, and and I mean, you never know. You might have the Justin Herberts of the world, who in a lot of leagues right. last year went undrafted, and somebody just yeah. snatched him off the waiver wire. Any 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 hit, of course, any hit. So 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 with quarterbacks, you you don't have to rush and get a quarterback. Like there's always going to be opportunity for good quarterback play because you're going to have the unsung hero who's going to step up. One of those rookies, I I can't tell you which one off the top of my head. Somebody's right. going to have a good season, and I guarantee you, yeah. that rookie, unless you're James and you want to take Justin Fields. Like, but it a could lot of those be. rookies are going to go undrafted. So, but, but, but things that could be him. So, I, I think if there's a quarterback to be taken, it's Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I think I believe in DJ Shark, uh, DJ Shark. I believe in Marvin Jones. I believe in Urban Meyer. Uh, I, I believe that dude, he got, he's got two great running and I, backs. And I mean, they'll catch mean, the ball too. I, I, I think Trevor Lawrence is in a, is in a place to succeed. Go good. You say what you're gonna say because then I got and, one more point. And, and and I mean, even even if you decide to go like, you know what, I'm gonna stack my team with every everything else but quarterback, right? Let's just say I'm gonna wait as long as I can because there's only 12, there's only 12 teams out there. If you're in a 12 man league and and you got 
15 quarterbacks out there that I could probably play. So you're still going to be, you know, in, in, in pretty much green territory as far as, you know, you know, plus or minus what you want to play. So what you can do is stack your team with running back and just have a quarterback to just keep your team afloat, to just get you that 15 to 18 and 19 point range every game that, that will keep you in every single game, every, especially if you've taken the time to stack your team in every other position, you'll be fine at quarterback. So if you, are taking Brandon's advice. Like he said, wait on quarterback, wait on quarterback, wait on quarterback. If you get to round 10, uh, that's if so you go past the, f- the first 10 rounds. You're, uh, we said eight, so we're looking at seven. Okay, you're around 10. You're around 10, you don't have a quarterback. 11 other teams have taken quarterback but you. There are 32 teams. So that's just about only one third of the quarterbacks taken. Did, I, I'd be shocked if somebody took two quarterbacks by the 10th round or even the 11th round. So we took a second quarterback already. So only just a little bit over one third of the quarterbacks in the whole league are taken. I, I mean, Baker Mayfield is in a, is in a spot to succeed. I don't be shocked if he, if he bounces back and has a good year. Yep. I, I mean, it, it, I, I honestly, so this okay. is a little bit a Homer of me coming out, but I think he found his confidence when he realized he didn't need Odell Beckham jr. The second half of the season, he looked good last year. He was a playoff competitor, won a playoff game. That does something for, for a man's confidence. So, yeah, and I mean, and I mean, still there, there are the unknowns out there that could, that could potentially fall to you. So, you know, think of the Sam Darnolds, the Carson Wentz's that, that are, that are with, you know, the new faces and new places that nobody knows what they're going to do. So those quarterbacks are probably going to be in a position where, where, where nobody's going to draft them. I would be right. surprised if, 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 if like, you know, a high percentage of people drafted Sam Darnold or Carson Wentz and like those players, you don't know what they're going to do. So even if you wait, you can take those players. I, I, got, I got one more name for quarterback. Then I'm going to speak on one other thing, and then we'll speak on a last topic. All right. One last name for quarterback. Do not sleep on the magic, the Fitz magic, Washington no football way. team. No Don't way. sleep. Yo, you know, just like I do, any given Sunday, that man puts up numbers. Yeah, so, but it's it's such a crapshoot, though. But go ahead. If you've got somebody, you throw that man in, and he, and he whoops your behind. So – Something I want to speak on real quick, and then we'll, then we'll get to our last topic. And our last topic is what not to do for the draft. So we spoke a lot of things on, on draft. We talked about don't be married to your players. We talked about know the people in your league, know your team rules, draft your opportunity and upside, don't reach. Uh, another one I want to get to, though, is don't waste picks on handcuffs. Don't waste a pick on a handcuff. You have somebody, so you have a Cam Makers, you're like, I feel really good about him. He's supposed to be a first-round pick, so I took him. But maybe I should take his backup because I don't know. Don't waste a pick on a handcuff. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Do not waste a pick on your handcuff. You these, these guys are up there for a reason. The people making these lists of who is first-round pick, who's first-round caliber talent, they know if, if an injury happens, you can't predict that. We don't speak on can an injury happen. If somebody's injury-prone, every year they're getting hurt, like a Will Fuller, we'll say, hey, Will Fuller, if you can get him to play that week, you might. You, there's a good, there's a good chance you're getting one to two touchdowns, but he gets hurt all the time, all the time. That's why people don't invest high picks in him because you probably only have him for five, six games. But so don't uh, don't reach, don't waste picks on handcuffs. Stick to your list, uh, top tier of people, and don't if you don't get a top quarterback or tight end, don't reach and wait. The last thing I want to speak on before we get to uh, what not to do is 
garbage time. People will talk you out of taking players because they score their points in garbage time. Do not listen to them. I want you to take from this garbage time points count just the same as all of the other points. Eck Prescott. Trevor Lawrence. I've been saying this whole time. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a good season. Fantasy season. But, yeah, yes, but yes, see, fantasy, but see, that's my point. But see, I think you have to be sure to to, to make You're that right. distinction to people to say like fantasy you are, season, you are right. football season, because they're going to tie it in with like Jags are going to suck, whatever. Fair but, point. No, we're talking about fantasy season. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a very good fantasy season because his team is very, very bad. And I think he's going to sling the rock in the fourth quarter every single week. That's why I also think DJ Chark and Marvin Jones are going to have good seasons. Because the Rock, they're going to be behind probably two scores every single week. That team is bad. They had the first overall pick and got Trevor Lawrence for a reason. Because he can sling the Rock and their team is garbage. And if you... and if you aren't good at, you know, predicting the future, which nobody is, and you and you go into a season thinking like, man, how can I capitalize on on one of those teams that, that suck? What you do is pay attention, pay attention. And like the teams that have the worst defenses. So just go look at the rankings every week. They're going to have the defense out. Just go on the waiver wire. The team that's all the way at the bottom, they probably have the worst defense. Right. Start start to pluck away some of those offensive players because just like Julian said earlier, opportunity is going to be there late, late in games. You might not see, you know, them produce early in the first quarter because because they're going to be in games. But once it gets to the third and fourth quarter, you know those, those little cheapies, the little catches, the little goal line touchdowns to make the game look much. respectable. Yep, they they count exactly the same. So you might end up with somebody that you snagged off the waiver wire, and he pulls pulls in you a cheap, you know, twelve to thirteen points every game. That that's that's still going to help you win games. Like, don't be afraid to, to how ugly and nasty you get points as long as you get no. points. No, and if people want to talk smack to you, tell them scoreboard yeah because those points those points count just the same yeah all, all right with that we have we have five more minutes to go last segment is what not to do at your draft something that we've we've done uh, I, i'll speak personally something i've done in the past is i thought a, a starter was going to get in trouble i'll, I'll just th- throw out that i thought zeke was going to get extend uh suspended and i'm a big zeke fan He's a Buckeye. I'm a Buckeyes fan, but I thought he was. So I reached like two to three rounds early and grabbed his backup because I thought I'm going to get a number one here in the eighth round. Didn't come to fruition, bit me in the butt, hurt me all year long for wasting maybe like a seventh round pick or something on that seventh round. You're still looking for starters. So that one really, really hurt me. So that's something what not to do. Don't, don't try to predict what's going to happen. Don't try to predict suspensions. Don't try to predict injuries. When you go into your draft, you go with what the information you have that day and that moment and you play and you pick who the studs are in that moment at your pick. Brandon, what, what do you, what do you guys say? What not to do? What, what not done. to do? What, yeah. some, some of the things learned. I've done in the past is um, I, I've definitely reached for defenses before. So, once again, goes back to my point earlier. If you reach for a defense, you're going to be married mentally to it without realizing that you're married mentally to it. And 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 that defense is going to be getting negative two points, three points, one point, zero points, and you're going to play it week in and week out, and it's going to cause you to lose games because you think, dang, I've reached for this defense when in actuality I could just like 
kind of play the odds and pick it up and, and, and play defenses versus matchups. Like yeah. if you, if you come out with that strategy, unless you know for a fact that a defense is going to hit and it ain't that many of them that you're going to be able to pick and, and, and confidently play every week. It's not going to be that many defenses because the, 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 the NFL game is, is geared t- towards offense. So, so, I mean, defenses are going to suck like some weeks, uh, you know what I mean? That's just the way it is. So don't be married to a defense and don't re, if you reach for a defense, you will mentally marry yourself to it. Don't do it. Yeah, there are few and far in between Legion of Booms. Yeah. Few and far in between. Yes, absolutely. So, and just because they were Legion of Boom last year, they could be the Legion of Poom Poo this year. Yes. So, so <laughs> it, you're like, oh, well, they were so great last year. Four straight weeks, they've sucked for me. Yes. It's okay. So, yeah. Like you said, don't, don't reach for the defense. Don't reach for the kicker. Uh, if if you want to take one, take them in the 12th, Maybe somebody else didn't oh, take him to yeah. the 14, 15. That's okay. That's okay. But we're not, well, we've been in drafts where people were taking them in the seventh, eighth round. Yeah. Whenever it's, it's like plenty, plenty of running back horses still out there to take. Right. All right. So since James isn't here, uh, we'll speak for him, What not to do Brandon, what not to do something James has learned. Um, don't drink too much before the draft and fall asleep. So don't do that. Don't be that guy to tap out in the eighth round. And then what we're going to do is, is pick four kickers for you the rest of the draft. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, uh, whatever your, uh, whatever your drug of choice may be, whatever your, you know, indulgence is don't too, don't do too much before enduring. Do plenty after in, in, in celebration, but before and and during the draft, do not. Now, now make make fun rules. So we have uh, in our main league, we have a rule where uh, we vote who do, who had the worst pick of the round, and so every, there are twelve people there. Everybody votes who had the worst pick. We go who this person, this person, this person, this whoever got the most votes for worst pick of the round has to take a shot. Now. Don't let that get to your head. If you're like, no, I'm that's the guy I wanted here. I, I am so confident that that's the right pick. Don't let that get to your head because two years ago we voted a guy worst pick multiple times. We voted him worst draft and he ended up winning the league. So yes. Yes. So, so, so those little, those little mental warfare games of like rules, don't don't, let it, don't let it get to you. Don't, don't let it scare you out of being bold with your picks sometimes. These are all, these are all thoughts. These are all thoughts. It's what we think. All right. So yes, don't overindulge. Don't try to predict injuries and suspensions. And Brandon, what else? Tell them. What was yours? Oh, don't get drunk and fall asleep. (laughs) No. What was the lesson you learned? The lesson I learned is don't reach for defenses. Don't reach for defenses. That's right. All right. Thank you for tuning in. This is Julian. Lavy Lav. This has been the Fantasy Freaking Football Podcast. We're out. See you next week. Bye.